How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Food for it, cheer for uh, Kind of like it. Richard throws it in front. Carter scores! Well done, boy. There's some swagger. Push come to shove. We're going to get it done. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. everybody, welcome to the Thanks Bud Podcast. I am Chanel Berlin. And I'm Diane Fan. We're back for episode 9. I am very excited about this. King's record right now, 15-6-3, which apparently, finally, is enough to get them in uh, third place in the Pacific Division. So, happy day. Thank you to the Anaheim Ducks for beating the Coyotes in regulation. Yeah. Therefore, uh, giving us this honor. Yes! Because uh, the Kings, at least, I mean, and, and you know, thank you to uh, the loser point. <laughs> and the Kings were at least managing to get that one out because that's what put them over. Hey, remember that time when every time we went into overtime or a shootout, we were just like winning and it was great. And yeah. now we're, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, I think also the key to that, I realized, was that we used to, uh, we used to see the players make it to the shootout, <laughs> which seems to be the problem this time. <laughs> but yeah. I'm stoked. When when uh, the game first ended, I was actually not that bummed, but a little bummed because it's always unfortunate to watch the Kings lose. But once I learned that they were the third third in the Pacific anyway, I was fine. What a great <laughs> night. Fantastic. Because <laughs> that's all I wanted. Uh, points leader, just to get the stats, you know, get you all updated really quick. Andre Kopitar, still a points leader with 22 points, six goals, 16 assists. Uh, points, or sorry, goals leader. Justin Williams still with nine goals, um, just in case you're curious. He has nine assists. He has 18 points total. Weirdly, I, I don't know. I find this strange, and it was strange last time that I mentioned it, but Dustin Brown has now passed everybody in plus minus and is a plus 10. How does that happen, considering he's still not scoring a bunch and he's still moving between lines? But whatever that guy is on the ice... Apparently, someone has a really good chance of scoring. I mean, he's still in the top of the league in terms of possession, so with that, yeah. he's possessing it, giving it to someone else who's doing <laughs> yeah. their part and scoring goals. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not entirely accidental, but kind of weird to see just on the stat sheet, like, oh, by the way, Dustin Brown, plus 10, doing pretty good. Dwight King continues to outperform people in terms of... I guess, quality. The dude only has 32 official shots on goal this season, has seven goals, and his shooting percentage um, as a result is still a 21.9. That is crazy. For comparison, Justin Williams right now leads the team in shots on goal with 70. He has nine goals and a 12.9 shooting percentage. So, and, and I feel like you could sort of, we had this moment where we both realized at one point that Dwight King got the puck and it was like potentially a breakaway and we both got excited. It was it was one of those things where, you know, there's certain players, like if Kopi gets a breakaway, you know, you're kind of on your feet and you're like, oh my gosh, like, is he going to score? Like Jeff Carter does it. It's for whatever reason, especially after like his hat trick and during a couple of seasons prior, everyone was just so excited when Carter got his the, the puck on his stick. But uh, yesterday, when someone passed to Dwight King and he had like a sort of partial breakaway, we both got really excited like he would legitimately score. (laughs) Maybe Dwight King can help us out. And that was a weird feeling. Yeah, it was very strange. We both had to take a second and be like, what? Like I I, I had like half stood up um, and when we sat back down, it was just like, 
Wait. <laughs> That's Dwight King. Did I just get, like, super anxious and excited for the fact that Dwight King was going to score because I expected it yes, of him? it happened. So we have to accept that in our lives now. And I like that the 32 shots on goal is at least a decent um, sample size. Yeah. Not like when, at the beginning of the season, we like to laugh about how uh, Matt Green had a 50% shooting yeah. percentage because he's taken two shots and scored one goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is nice. Right. At least it makes slightly more sense. But it is still surprising because of the fact that it is Dwight King. So I guess to just sort of bring it back a little bit, the game that we were talking about, I'm not sure if we actually said it, <laughs> but um, last night the Kings played the Colorado Avalanche. And it was a very weird game. They had a decent first period, like they do. They, can, they, can I stop with right there? Yeah. They continue to have decent first periods. Yeah. And it's extremely frustrating because yesterday night they did outshoot the, the avalanche during the first period. That is true. And they played a good uh, like possession game and, you know, their passes were nice, but they couldn't capitalize on anything during that period. And that's happened for the last how many periods we looked at it yesterday and it was something like five games that have had like a zero zero first period as well as the fact as if you look back all you can say is that the kings played a decent game like when we write recaps i've noticed a lot i'm like oh you know the the first period was decent it wasn't by any means terrible i ain't mad at them for the first period but nothing happened in terms of like scoring goals or even really good scoring chances and it's extremely frustrating mm-hmm. um, because then it's just like zero zero. There's nothing. There's no momentum to get them to, to score more goals, and yeah. it's awful. I think a couple of those games too. There actually were like the New Jersey game uh, that happened a couple games ago. They had a great first period with like plenty of chances, no goals. Or so. like the time in Buffalo when they had however many shots on goal, and yeah. what did they have to? I mean, they had like one goal, mm-hmm. but. In One terms week. of, uh, in terms of uh, what they should have been producing, mm-hmm. based on their performance, wasn't happening. Yeah, it's it's been a weird hey stretch. Surprise to no one, Kings might have some offensive problems. <laughs> <laughs> Which, and I feel like at this point, it beca- it just becomes increasingly baffling because now, like the roster's been shaken up a little bit over the last few years. So you would think eventually they'd be able to solve this problem of not being able to actually get pucks in the net, even when they can get them towards the net, or even you know at a goaltender. But still, we hit these patches where it's like they just can't capitalize, even when they play really well and they have great scoring chances through entire periods and completely dominate another team. Where are the goals at? Where are they? I don't know. It's been very <laughs> difficult to find them. Last night, though, it was kind of the case with the first period. They didn't grossly outshoot um, the yeah. Avalanche, but they did outshoot them. I think it was like seven to five. Yeah. Cool. They go in the second period and kind of, it doesn't turn into a complete mess, but it sure feels like it. Like, I feel like a complete mess would have been they gave up two goals, <laughs> but it was just short of that and that they had Ben Scrivens, who did not allow that to happen. Ben Scrivens. Holy shit. Yeah. He has been... In Scrivens We Trust Amazing. Amazing. So I would just like to point out, because I am obviously the biggest um, Jonathan Quick fan (laughs) on this podcast. There are two of us. (laughs) But whatever, I'll own it. And I am all about Scrivens, so I'm obviously not going to to deny when someone has been playing amazingly, and he has been awesome to watch. We saw him a little bit in the preseason, but this is the first time we've seen him during the regular season after he's been like a superhero for the team while John Quick is out. And he's great. 
standing ovations after a bunch of saves yesterday. Oh, that was a great moment. Um, yeah, he's been really, really good. He's definitely, he is the reason that yeah. the Kings even had a fighting chance. Near the end, I was just like, will someone just score a goal Please for Scrivens? do it for Scrivens. He has been working so damn hard for you guys. Yeah. And will someone just help him? Help him <laughs> out. Please. Please. Yeah, Please. All I could think about was how Scrivens was getting a very, like, intense taste of what uh, Quick actually went through in, like, 2011, 2012 during the regular season, where it was like, I am playing so hard to give you a chance to win this game. Please, just do something. And uh, they didn't. They had a few really great chances that were just heartbreaking to see not go in, like, right on the doorstep. They just, for whatever reason, could not get past Varlamov, who is trash. Just just want to note that. Yeah, as a human being, in general. <laughs> trash human being. Yeah, I think it was, like, a Toffoli shot, and then Mike Richards was uh, on the backhand trying to scoop it in mm-hmm. past Varlamov, and it just, it was yeah. real close. Um, it was one of, the, like, the only times that anyone was near in front of the net. Yeah, they had some... They had weird positioning issues. I don't know. And it was particularly stark because um, Colorado was fantastic in terms yeah. of positioning mm-hmm. and in terms of puck moving. And it was it was actually really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not great because they were playing the Kings. Like, But the Kings, every time we would see them in the offensive zone, it seemed like two guys were behind the net and three were just hugging the blue line. Yeah. So it's like, what are you digging this puck for if you have no one to center it to? at all and then even when they had like good zone pressure there was there never seemed to be enough people in front of the goaltender yeah. <laughs> nobody was screening i don't know it was a very weird interesting frustrating game to watch scoreless all the way through regulation and then we go into overtime and my favorite phrase damn it muzzin <laughs> damn it muzzin yeah all the time not a, not a penalty this time but um, even worse although uh, weirdly still <laughs> For the second time in a row, kind of a, res- a result of a choice that Andre Kopitar made. Yeah, oh, it was a failed drop pass in the offensive zone. I think it was Drew Daddy who didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And the I, right when that happened, I was just, I was like, if the Avalanche get this and score a goal, I'm going to be so upset. Yeah. <laughs> and what happened? Yeah. The Avalanche got it, and I was so upset. A weird goal that they didn't even really score. It bounced off of Jake Muzzin and uh, into the net behind, you know, in behind scrimmage, which was unfortunate because it's like, how do you control that rebound? You can't. You're like, here's a guy here who's supposed to help me out. It hits him in the shoulder and then you're fucked. Which is basically what happened when Alec Martinez scored a goal off his shoulder in whatever game yeah, that was. True so as well. So defenseman? Fuck your shoulders. <laughs> do something about them. Oh, but just to talk more about how Ben Scrimmage is awesome despite that, because again, that was the only goal he let in in this entire game. And he saved way more shots than Varlamov. Mm-hmm. Not for this game, but just for like that four straight uh, game, the four straight wins he had prior to this. He, um, was named the NHL's first star of the week, which is amazing for November seventh for the week ending November seventeenth. He is all, he was also named among for this first quarter. They did like a list of the NHL did a list of the ten most surprising stars so far, and he was on there. Ben Skirvin surprising everybody. I think including Los Angeles, possibly the only person who was not surprised who has been mentioning the, mentioning this on Twitter in a very hipster way. <laughs> I was gonna say is Dave Loso. So Dave Dave Lozo, who's yelling at everyone because he totally listened to them before they got famous, (laughs) and everyone is just writing this 
this bandwagon train. Yeah, Dave Lozo loved Ben Skirvins when he was still underground. And now he's telling everybody about it. But we've all heard Ben Skirvins is super mainstream now at the moment. Congratulations to him, because it's awesome that he's getting the chance to start and is playing this well. And um, I'm glad it's here in Los Angeles. Yeah, congratulations to us for (laughs) having that. I mean, because everyone said that he was a pretty solid goaltender in Toronto, but Mm -hmm. I don't think he had this kind of chance to kind of show what he's got. Right. And so everyone was kind of like, oh, you know, he's not going to... I feel feel like everyone kept saying, like, he's not going to win you any games, Mm -hmm. but he's going to be a solid backup, but... He's winning us some games yeah, he's, here. He's won some games, and even the games that he lost, he helped the Kings, again, stay around till overtime. Yeah. Which, uh, at the beginning of the season, it was like, they win overtime games, or they just lose at regulation. Yeah. So, I'm glad we're at a place where we can uh, at least enjoy some loser points. I always prefer to see them win, but, you know, getting one point, especially in this division, uh, where it's so difficult to get ahead, I'm kind of grateful for anything right now. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm glad that we're so top three teams, all from California. Yes, California. Three bottom, <laughs> three bottom teams. Canada. <laughs> Everyone just remember that for the Olympics. Just this feeling of sadness that all that Canada's on yeah. the bottom. Just keep that with you until the Olympics. <laughs> and then the Coyotes as the middle child that no one cares about. Mm-hmm. That's true. Why do we need them? We don't. So, uh, yeah, but I'm pretty excited about that California being the top dog because I was, I've was i been waiting for it, as I have said, in uh, different places. But I'm also now saying here, I really want at the end of the season those California teams to be in the top three and all be in the playoffs again because California is awesome, even though I'm obviously not a Sharks fan or a Ducks fan. I have to respect the fact that they play really well. Yeah, I don't hate them. But uh, so, yeah, so I want California to represent because even, like, if I can't just, like, be blatantly all about Los Angeles, I will accept any opportunity to be all about California in general. So if we could just make that happen. And so far, the Ducks and the Sharks are doing their part. So if the Kings <laughs> could just keep up, that's what I need. Obviously, one challenge to that is the ever-changing lineup, constantly changing. We've got some more changes. We, before the game yesterday, we went to Staples hoping that we would be in the building when Trevor Lewis, American hero with some serious point struggles, finally, finally broke through. But instead, horrible, horrible news. Trevor Lewis is on IR. Lower body, we assume, for not scoring goals. For someone like kicking him in the balls for not scoring goals, he's like, I got a lower body injury now. Um, I stamped my feet outside of a very nice restaurant (laughs) because I read on my phone that Trevor Lewis was on IR and that we wouldn't get to see him play. Terrible. Yeah, because we knew that Clifford was pretty close to coming back and then saw that he was coming back and I was like, oh, all right, so what move are they going to make or one of the rookies going to go back down and what's happening here? No. Trevor Lewis. I am not entirely convinced that Trevor Lewis is really injured. I just think they kind of realized that Lyndon Vey... You know, for even when Mo- he struggled a, a few moments, but for the most part, he is obviously more of a producer in points than Trevor Lewis right now. So I, I think somebody convinced Trevor Lewis, take one for the team. Just, I don't know, let somebody hit you in the leg. But he is 0-1. and one. The Kings are 0-1 and one without with Trevor him Lewis. out of the lineup. So. <laughs> without Olympic hopeful Trevor Lewis. Yeah, so that's my conspiracy theory. But and- it's sad because he's been skating pretty well. Like in the In the last Rangers game, he... Drew two penalties, mm-hmm. um, giving the Kings a chance, which they did not capitalize on, because why would they? Nope. And, I mean, he had that stupid delay of game, but that wasn't even his fault. Yeah, he got blamed. Um, <laughs> he, 
He got a crime horribly pinned on him. But, I mean, he has a bit awful. He is a minus four. Mm-hmm. But everyone remember Matt Fratton's a minus seven. Yeah, he's strangely not the worst. Um, and for as much as we're griping about him, he still has been a decent player. Like, he hasn't, you haven't oh, looked yeah. at him on the ice being like, oh, damn it, Trevor Lewis is yeah. there, you know? In the Devils game, there they had an early uh, penalty kill that he was awesome on and then was the only player to manage to get a shot on goal during the Devils' power play. So, obviously, we're very behind Trevor Lewis. It is frustrating and has been frustrating not to see him score and then now for him to go on IR and not even have a chance. And also, I missed him last night because of the fact that he is a faster Kings mm-hmm. player and they looked so slow so at times. slow so completely slow it was very very disheartening i don't even remember who it was but there was a time when one person hustled up the side and i was taken aback <laughs> he's trying that's weird i like didn't understand it because the the avalanche were fast yeah and i i mean i know it's not surprising because i know the kings have problems with teams that are fast because they're defensive, they tend to see that an, another a team who's faster going for the puck until they get into defensive mode and, all right, what can I do about this? But I'm like, come on, if you could just hustle a little bit more, maybe you could get another shot on goal. Maybe they don't have to have the puck. Come on. Wow. It's an idea. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I missed Trevor Lewis because of that last night. And uh, I hope his lower body injury, whatever is happening with that, that he gets better pretty soon and um, has figured out how to score when he returns. I want him to score a goal. Yeah. You guys, I'm so ready for Trevor Lewis to score yeah. a goal. I mentioned this on Twitter, but you know, just to reiterate, obviously it's more likely that his first point will be like a secondary assist. Right. <laughs> Everybody's waiting for him to score a goal and like finally capitalize on one of those many breakaways because he can get breakaways for days. Because he's fast and he's good yeah. at doing that. But uh, it was like when Mike Richards kept getting breakaways and we were like, we like, oh, we have a breakaway, but ugh, it's Mike Richards. <laughs> what is he going to do with that right now? Uh, yeah, so Trevor Lewis needs to capitalize on one of those, score a goal, and then the entirety of Los Angeles will scream in delight. It'll be heard no matter where you are in the county. <laughs> I, or in a different county. I'll be in Santa Barbara <laughs> County, so I have that covered for you guys. If you hear just, just like holler. an echoing yell. <laughs> Truest Lewis! <laughs> Truest Lewis, according to USA Today. Um, <laughs> you'll know that was me. Along with Trevor Lewis being on IR, Matt Fratton is... I think on IR. Yeah, he's on IR now with a lower body injury. So beyond the fact that his face is busted up from his disgusting lip. um, It has infected his lower body at this point. (laughs) Apparently, yes. (laughs) He's now has a lower body injury, so he won't be making the road trip that the Kings are on next. Nolan is apparently day-to-day with some injury. Yeah, some he was doing like extra work at the last few practices. We don't know what's wrong with him, but he's having some trouble matt green is still alive <laughs> we assume matt green is still missing i haven't heard a single word about him even even like jeff carter and jonathan quick who were both you know like jeff carter's been out for 10 games jonathan quick is predicted to be out until christmas we've heard about them like i forget which thing it was but somebody oh i think it was john rosen uh was talking like between periods in the um Devil's Game was saying, oh yeah, Jonathan Quick was a practice day, like, walking around. Obviously, he's not skating, but, you know, he's around. Who knows where Matt Green is? 
still lost in a different dimension. In my head now, and there's like a, you know, headshot photo and it's just a blank face and Max is just <laughs> The like gone. black silhouette with the big <laughs> white uh, question mark there. Yeah, where is he? I'm very curious because <laughs> this is crazy. In honor of uh, the day of the doctor yesterday for anyone who watches Doctor Who, um, we were positing because this is continuing from last week about yeah. us thinking that Matt Green was just bouncing around from timeline to timeline. Yeah. Um, we continued to assume that he was just in a different time, a different place. Mm-hmm. Diane was saying that he's trying to help the kings from a different dimension. Yeah, I assume he's just going back in time to be like, okay, they're playing the avalanche. Let's, <laughs> what can I do? What can I do to help them? <laughs> But, I mean, I feel like the best thing to do would to be here and play games. Or at least tell us that you're alive. Yeah, is he cheerleading with the rest of them? Like, come on. I haven't you? seen him in an Alva Legacy suit. <laughs> yeah, right. Is he getting custom fitted? That seems to be the thing that you do. So, I would like to know where Macarena is. If anybody has seen him, please contact us. <laughs> I'm going to start putting, like, lost cat posters yeah. around the Staples Center. <laughs> Lost Matt Green. Printing if found. out pictures and putting them on like milk cartons myself. <laughs> <laughs> As we already mentioned, Jonathan Quick is out. I mean, I guess originally they were saying it was three to six weeks. I don't think anybody who had a brain was thinking he would be back in three. So now it's looking like Christmas, according to Dean Lombardi, and possibly a little longer if it seems like he needs a little longer. And Ben Skirvin's continued to play well, and the Kings, even when they can't score, like I said, have now figured out at least how to make it to overtime and get something. So nobody's panicking right now. <laughs> he could take his time. And uh, hopefully when he comes back, he will have figured out his problems with his save percentage. <laughs> so <laughs> I hope true. everybody comes back from injury way better. <laughs> That's I'm, what I hope. I'm actually also excited because uh, Daryl Sutter definitely said that he wants to get Martin Jones in a game. Oh, true, yeah. Um, and it would be great to see that. I wonder when Sutter will put him in at this point. Yeah, that's kind of... Now the Kings have a bunch of divisional rival games coming up, which I assume you want to play the goaltender that's hot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Maybe Calgary? Yeah. Hey, why not? Hopefully the Kings won't take a bunch of dumb penalties and uh, give them a win this time. This is just like a random side note and a personal thing. Um, I don't know if anyone else watched the Calgary Calgary Panthers game (laughs) the other day. Um, That was painful. It was, like, legitimately terrible to watch. I tuned in during the third period, and so at one point I was like, why am I watching this? But then the Panthers scored to tie it up, and so it's going into overtime, and I watched it. Guys, don't. Back in the day, we were very much on the Panthers 2014 train, Yeah. just because we thought it was funny and because of dumb personal reasons that we wanted them to win a cup for Ed Jovanovsky. First overall uh, draft pick in 1994, but we take it back. Yeah. Um, Ed Jovanovsky has been injured for what seems like forever. I don't think that he's played for them for like a season and a half. And they are garbage. So we are no longer on this train. Yeah. Yeah. Which which we said, I think, a couple episodes ago. But just to confirm, but we're not even, back even, <laughs> like, more aggressively so. Yeah. Especially when they had their fire sale and traded away Christopher Steak. They're, I didn't even watch this game, but just the reactions. I do not people. recommend it. <laughs> I people. do not recommend it. So I think if we're going to see Martin Jones, it will be possibly during the Calgary game. I would like to see him play at some point. And I'm sure he would like to play at some point now that he has finally made it, at least. <laughs> Do the active roster. Oh my gosh, please let Martin Jones play against the Islanders because the last time they played the I- is it at home? They're playing the island. The Islanders yeah, come here. Yeah, it's Staples. 
Okay, never mind. Because I was going to be the last time that they played the Islanders, he was forced to sit in the tunnel. Oh, yeah. By himself. <laughs> Staples Center is, is so much nicer. You'll never see a backup goalie sitting in the tunnel by themselves. But yeah, no, they'll, they'll be at Staples for that game. You know what I just thought about? And it's actually unfortunate that the Kings couldn't score anything because it's sort of taken the fun out of it for me. Is that I got to see Toffoli, Richards, and Pearson on the same line. And nothing night. happened. Nothing happened. They had some good opportunities, yeah. but no goals, obviously. But I really had wanted to see that because I think I've, I've loved, I'm actually really sad about the, not sad that Jeff Carter's coming back, but sad about <laughs> losing the opportunity to keep watching Mike Richards and Tyler Toffoli on his right wing because it's been pretty exciting so far. I mean, sometimes you could see where like Tyler Toffoli shows his rookiness and they don't quite connect enough, but for the most part, they've been doing a great job. It's been pretty exciting to watch. And then on the other side, I just am extremely charmed by how Tanner Pearson superhero worships Mike Richards apparently. And so I wanted an opportunity to see them on the same line and play together. It would have been nice if they scored because really, wouldn't that just make Tanner Pearson's life a little bit? And I love that. But yeah, nothing happened. And again, I am sad that uh, 1073 is not going to be a thing that I can enjoy anymore because Daryl Sutter has already said, and which I agree with, like not to mess up Tyler Toffoli's development and not try to convert him to left wing. Like everybody's not Dustin Brown. <laughs> so it seems like they finally started to learn that and will not convert players as much or attempt to. And while I'm on the subject of players who I have been... I don't, okay, is excited the word <laughs> to watch? But um, another thing that I have been enjoying, and apparently it's not just because we're crazy, is Daniel Carcillo, decent depth player for the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, the dude has sometimes makes some mistakes on his blue line, which was noted by Jules from the Crown. They did a whole player review for the first quarter. But otherwise, he's created some pretty good chances. He's contributed to the possession for the team. He takes penalties, but so far there haven't actually been any that I can remember that I was like, that is the dumbest penalty anybody could ever take. I mean, especially when you're on a team with Jake Muzzin, who does his, and like even Drew Doughty, who takes their share of completely needless penalties. He's, Daniel Carcillo has like blended in (laughs) and contributed. It's kind of strange. We continue to be um, astounded. Yeah. And slightly surprised by the lack of terribleness yeah. of Daniel Carcillo. I definitely sent an all-caps text message to somebody that was like, am I excited Daniel Carcillo is on my favorite team? <laughs> I was Apparently. horrified. Horrified. Side note about Daniel Carcillo. I briefly mentioned it on Twitter, but I would like to, in case people don't know, and I guess don't follow the Blackhawks, when Daniel Carcillo was on the Blackhawks, he taught Jonathan Taves how to play chess. Yes. Let that sink in for a second. Mm-hmm. Daniel Carcillo taught someone how to play chess. And got them hooked, and and they the two of them ended up playing chess with friends. Didn't even know that was a thing. All, like I guess on road trips and stuff. And T- uh, Jonathan Tapes was saying how he beat Crystalo once, but every other time, Crystalo like demolished him in chess. So for the fact that everyone calls Ben Scrivens the professor yes. for good for good reason, I would like to assume and hope that Ben Scrivens and Daniel Crystalo play chess with friends with each other. Yeah, and you also noted that like. People on the Blackhawks team call they, Daniel Castillo a big hipster. Yeah, they call him hipster because he is super into fashion and I think maybe technology. He goes to Bonnaroo. <laughs> like, this is fantastic. Um, yeah, so consider, and this is my thing, consider that on the Kings team, the person that is Ben Scriven's intellectual equal 
is Daniel Carcillo. Possibly. What if that's a thing? What if? Because I also, like, Jen Skirvins, I noticed the other day, her and her sister have a fashion blog. Imagine Daniel Carcillo hanging out, talking fashion with Jen Skirvins. Then they talk some hockey. Then they talk some TED Talks. (laughs) Oh my gosh. In the locker room when they win, Ben Skirvins is like, I'm going to turn on NPR to celebrate. And everybody else is like, you can't do this. Come on. NPR, we have to celebrate. And Daniel Carcillo is like, oh, I I heard this interview. It's pretty good. Have you listened to the latest All Things Considered? (laughs) (laughs) So imagine that's a thing that's happening, because we certainly have. Because it's hilarious. hilarious. A funny thing, Bruce McNall. (laughs) I immediately started laughing. (laughs) Former former president and owner of the Los Angeles Kings did a Reddit uh, Ask Me Anything, and it was amazing slash terrible. A few quotes on uh, his biggest problem with the game today, just to show you how ridiculous this guy has or continues to be, it should really be the word. Um, he said, quote, The problem, I think, with the game today is its stars are now goaltenders and coaches. The way the game is played, talent can't shine the way it used to. Passing seems to be a forgotten part of the game. It is simply dump and chase. Also, the stars and personality- personalities of the players are not promoted. I doubt Sidney Crosby walking into the Staples Center for a Kings game would be noticed. That is patently untrue. Everything about that is so wrong. Let's just break it down. First of all, it's true that goaltenders have actually become stars, but I don't think it's a bad thing, especially with like how aggressive the game continues to be. And I don't think that the only stars are goaltenders. Yeah, they're not the only ones either, so that's incorrect. <laughs> like, look just... at all of the jerseys sold. Like, tell me that Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane and and uh, yeah, Alexander Ovechkin and and I mean when he was scoring like Claude Giroux and yeah. you know all these people. Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. For, you know, whatever. I feel like just this week, there was another round of Crosby versus Ovechkin. So okay, incorrect. I am tired of Crosby <laughs> versus Ovechkin, and I'm pretty sure the hockey world in general My is tired about of that, Crosby though, versus Ovechkin. They, like, all of the media were like, oh, we're tired of this, and then it they covered it anyway, so I'm like, come on. <laughs> you can't be like, mm, I don't want to cover this, but also cover it, but whatever. Uh, although the most hilarious was um, Adam Proto, who wrote this post about how he was really tired of Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin. And had anybody heard of Jonathan Taves? Because he didn't think he got enough love. <laughs> All right, guy. We've heard of Jonathan Taves. He's not underground. Uh, anyway, passing seems to be a forgotten part of the game. Untrue, because we scream about it. All the time. Usually, when we're disappointed in the Kings play in particular, we're talking about how sloppy their passes were, and I'm like, passing drills, do them tomorrow at practice. You need them. Um, if anyone watched the Penguins game a couple of nights ago, yeah. there was some beautiful passing leading to Sidney Crosby's goal. Um, so I don't think that passing is a, a historical. Yeah, I nobody know. forgot about it. It was a highlight. Also, speaking of Sidney Crosby again in general. He came to Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final and was, like, mentioned among their, like, celebrities at the game. People know who Sidney Crosby is. <laughs> he is not obscure. Uh, even though uh, I have just, I mean, to tie this back to Los Angeles some more, I've read pieces about how one of the reasons he likes to come train in Los Angeles for part of the summer is because away from either rink, he doesn't get noticed. But that has nothing to do with the hockey world is just more that like for an, like a big reason why any player who has come here seems to like it is because they can you know be known 
in the arenas that they want to be known in, which related to their job. And then away from that, there's just so much else going on in Los Angeles that nobody notices them. No one cares about you. Everyone's trying to snap a shot as to, like, whether or not this person is pregnant or if whatever. (laughs) So unless Cindy Crosby gets pregnant, (laughs) he's probably (laughs) safe on the streets of L.A. But people in Staples Center are going to know who he is. So Bruce McDowell, incorrect. Uh, Another quote from him on the biggest regret of his career. He says, quote, can't you guess? I think I should have kept a better eye on my accounting instead of letting things get out of control. Never forget that Bruce McNall did that crazy not even really trade was really just a buy of Wayne Gretzky. (laughs) But then to do that was in the middle of defrauding six different banks, almost bankrupted the entire team and had to sell it in order to keep the Kings um, in existence. I think I should have kept a better eye on my accounting. (laughs) And then also never forget that he named his autobiography fun while it lasted, because that is forever hilarious to me, because that is ballsy. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, like, that's pretty, that's pretty great. But I mean, like, keeping an eye on your accounting is like, oh, I might have withdrawn too much money and I might get an overdraft fee. I should pay attention to what I'm, like, I'm doing. Or, like, I'm up against my credit limit. I bought a million things. I should fix that. Not, I'm in the process of defrauding six banks. Yeah, it's like, oh, I accidentally defrauded a bank to get Wayne Gretzky. I didn't know I could do that. Damn it. I'm looking down. It looks like I've robbed a bank. (laughs) I should keep a better eye on my accounting. Bruce McNall. My other favorite thing from the AMA, because it's like just gold. You really should just go read it. But um, Read AMAs in general. Yeah, they're They're pretty great. But somebody asked him. They were, a lot of people were like brutally honest. And so somebody asked him what prison was like. And his response was, I don't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Big hit and down. I'm not sure he's okay. Uh, There's no question that this one's a penalty. A large five-minute major penalty power play for the Kings. Okay, five-minute majors. I would like to start with the fact that, interestingly, somehow Philadelphia has gone from being total trash to actually being a team, like, worth watching again. Yeah, they're back to being a contender. Yeah, so that's very strange. One of the uh, signs of this turning around was that their captain, Claude Drew, finally started scoring some goals. But... What I found the most interesting, and this is actually Kings-related in addition to being uh, around the league news, is that he said one of the things that helped him sort of stop freaking out and actually score some goals was that he got a text from former Flyers captain Mike Richards. He told NHL.com, here's a quote, It wasn't going right, and I got a nice text from Mike Richards. I think he gave me a boost to relax and play the game. It's a great game. There's a reason why we play in the NHL. It's because we know what we're doing. It's just about going back to basics, going out there, have fun, play the game. He didn't say what the text said, but obviously there have been some speculation about it. Lots of jokes about how what he told, what Mike Richards told Claude Giroux was that he would eventually be on the Kings. (laughs) (laughs) Probably the implication was just you need to have a good audition, though, (laughs) so they can bring you. But yeah, that's great, though. I think it's nice that... Mike Richards uh, apparently sends encouraging texts. Or, or maybe it wasn't an encouraging text. Maybe it was just like a simple, like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It could be a for Mike Richards nice text. Yeah. <laughs> in which he aggressively yells at you to be better. Right. It could You could be doing better. Just calm down. Who knows? Score a goal. Maybe that was his text. Score a goal. <laughs> just that. <laughs> yeah. S- score a goal, smiley face. <laughs> yeah. 
Randomly speaking of Claude Drew, completely unrelated, unre- uh, sort of related. Let us, <laughs> let us all remember that back in the draft when he was drafted, yes. um, he was actually the second choice of the Philadelphia Flyers yeah. because they their first. No, I mean, they were hoping in the first round to get American hero Trevor, Trevor Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> Truest Lewis. And was to be they a flyer. settled, quote unquote, <laughs> with. Drew, and I think it's turned out pretty all right. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Although, like, I was thinking, which one of them has a Stanley Cup first? That's true. Trevor Lewis. Top pick Trevor Lewis. Yeah, and uh, everyone, please be reminded that he was chosen 17th overall. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed like, to Like, the be... Kings traded three picks to move up to higher in the Lewis. first round to get Trevor Lewis. <laughs> and steal him from the Philadelphia Flyers. So, uh, pointless Trevor Lewis, highly sought after, eventual Olympic gold medal winning scorer god that would be the best <laughs> honestly that would be so funny it's, it's gonna so happen great. it has to happen uh, if he makes the team at this point yeah that's very true <laughs> <laughs> although they did say when people were like uh trevor lewis getting an invite yeah. that they needed you know people to do everything like not everyone can be a goal scorer like you need people to do the little things and as we've said and as we've defended trevor lewis like he does do the little things that yeah. helps out the team he's so fast. he's a good depth player i mean there's still time mm-hmm. if he can come back from his lower body injury <laughs> and you know score some goals make some good plays maybe he'll still yeah. be in the running i think uh, i would have to look at this to be sure but 2010 canada canada team like was so stacked that even somebody like mike richards was like a fourth liner at first so i mean stamkos yeah so you know i guess uh and and the u.s where the bulk of their talent is i mean they have some good forwards but where the bulk of their talent is is not in the forward skater so like it's not actually out of the realm of, of possibility entirely that trevor lewis can make the olympic team uh, so i i mean i kind of hope he does <laughs> just, just obviously we has. hope he does we're <laughs> um, currently his biggest cheerleaders <laughs> yeah so trevor lewis um better than claude Giroux. but before the olympics um there's going to be a bunch of footage for the stadium series and all the outdoor games that are happening around the league and the nhl announced that they are going to produce a 24 7 like documentary it's going to be aired on like normal cable so there will be less swearing which is well there will be bleeps they've said oh well so there will be swearing but they will have to bleep it out because this is not that's fine i am very that's might be just even funnier Um, when it's like a sentence and every other word is a bleep. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But they're going to do a a, a documentary style thing called NHL Revealed. NHL Revealed. And there's going to be some people highlighted in the series. And it looks like Jonathan Quick. Reasonable. Let's talk about how I lost my mind when I saw that. (laughs) Sorry that I'm embarrassing about Jonathan Quick, but I am. And I'm very, very excited to see him uh, featured and then um, filmed in Boyfriend Filter. Which is that 24-7, like, soft light, like, Hype Williams 90s music video. That's so good. (laughs) I love it. It's It's, such a nice filter. I need it on him immediately. Okay, but side note, imagine Daryl Sutter in that filter. Okay, it got weird. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel Carcillo, boyfriend filter. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Daryl Sutter, boyfriend (laughs) boyfriend filter. (laughs) While talking about cats. First of all, NHL revealed, I've already said it. It sounds like a weird, like, Girls Gone Wild style, like, call to order. You're going to see some stuff, which I would also order. That's true. I would order that. I would pay money for that. So right off the top, I am on board with this series. And then they're going to feature Quickie for Me in uh, the King's Ducks 
thing. I am so excited about this documentary. Uh, well, series, but let's be honest, mostly about the Kings Ducks because I feel like they should be featured. I feel like they're both very interesting teams um, because there are a lot of connections there. Plenty of them are actually really good friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, I always forget about, but um, they are. Uh, and then you have like that crossover potential with Dustin Penner having just played for the Kings and now playing for the Ducks. And him even at like the event for it, describing like seeing the Kings is like seeing his 20 ex-husbands. <laughs> so, or that like it's like a divorce or whatever. So there's that. Plenty of great stuff. Already mentioned that they are going to bleep instead of cutting out any swearing. So having the players mic'd up. I love one of my favorite things is hearing players mic'd up. I love hearing people shit talk. Yeah. Either well or terribly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or just to see who, because like when you're on, when you're watching a game, um, either in person or on TV, and you see a player just like following a ref around, yeah, my like, <laughs> yeah, you assume that he's yelling about something. He is. You don't necessarily know what it is, and that is my, one of my favorite things. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah, the State Kings focus, like in the NHL 36 about Mike Richards, I loved any time he was like hollering at refs or like trying to chirp his teammates a little bit. Um, so I'm very excited to see a lot more of that from all of them because they didn't really, I mean, they didn't really show any of the other guys much in the NHL 36, which makes sense. But if this is going to be about the team, including, uh, there was like a little bit of chatter on Twitter about them possibly featuring Willie Mitchell a little bit, who is, you know, veteran defenseman, great personality. Yeah. So, I'll look at him in the boyfriend filter. Yeah, for sure. sure. I, it's not that I forget that Willie Mitchell is a handsome man. It's just that every time I see him at a game uh, or something, I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, I don't forget that he's a handsome man, but every time I see him, he's holding a fish. <laughs> that is also true, but that's fine. <laughs> that's not necessarily a bad thing. I, I'm okay I love it. seafood. He's so. still attractive holding a fish. Yeah, absolutely. So very excited to see him featured. I love all of the behind the scenes documentaries, like in the background i'll just put on the old 24 sevens yeah um i watch them all the time yeah just nice to listen to so i'm really glad that now my favorite hockey team will get to be part of that kind of thing yeah seeing them behind the scenes having them featured Mm -hmm. you know sharing how great the team is with other people yeah is probably one of the things Let, let me tell you the number of times including last night where I have moments where I talk about how great I think Dustin Brown is as a person, and I can't believe that so many people dislike him. I mean, I understand why. He's a very physical player. People have problems with him. People think he's a diver. He does his share of it, whatever. But he's great. So uh, opportunity also to see the captain shine and people to see that makes me very happy. And we'll, I'm interested to see like other teams, but some of those teams are like repeats, like uh, the Penguins, who were already part of an actual 24-7. And, like, the Blackhawks weren't part of a 24-7, but they did, like, an hour-long NHL 36 on them just recently. So, yeah, so, yeah some of these things, some of these teams we've seen some of, but um, it'll, I think the whole series will still be exciting. Especially because they're saying they're going to follow some of these key players to Sochi. So that will be intense and wonderful. Awesome. But, uh, I, I mean, I guess since we've touched on a little bit of other teams... And, like, with this NHL revealed thing. But just in general, since not every team is involved, I think now that we are a quarter through the season, we should talk about other teams that we have been watching besides the Kings and who we're excited about, if any of them. Well, yesterday we were both talking about how excited we both are about the Blues. Yeah. We love the Blues. It's weird to say, but... uh, I mean, we love them also because we're beating them a lot. That's true. 
but I, they're just a good team. They're a fun team to watch. They're a physical team. They can definitely score goals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I really like watching the Blues games. Yeah, I I hadn't been thinking about it, but then I watched the, I don't, I think it was their home opener against uh, the Blackhawks. I think that was who they opened against. Anyway, if, if it wasn't, it was one of the very early games that they played this season. It's against Blackhawks. Which they had a, uh, a promo for because it was like a rivalry night right, yeah. on the Wednesday. And the, I really liked the whole skate really fast and stare into the eyes of the captain of yeah, the other breathe team. heavily. I was <laughs> like, okay, do you know how homoerotic this ad is? Because it's super homoerotic. Let's just be clear about this. <laughs> Every time I saw it, I was like, are they going to fight or are they going to make out? (laughs) Anyway, aside from that. So I watched this game that happened and it was so loud in that arena and that game was just so tight. And I feel like a lot of their games have been like that, where they've just been really solid up and down. Of course, Alex Steen has been playing like crazy. Everybody's waiting for him to regress because nobody's used to Alex Steen being a crazy (laughs) top goal scorer. But he has been amazing and... Yeah, they're 8-1-1 one, and one in their last 10. Uh, I think the Wild are too, but whatever. Um, right now we're talking about the Blues. They, I like watching them. They're good. <laughs> they're just like a solid all-around team. Like, there's not necessarily a, like, superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely names that you know, but they're just a good, they're just a good team. Yeah. And so I hope the games that they play against the Kings, they got one coming up pretty soon. Like, I hope they're just as exciting. Obviously, I hope the Kings win. But uh, either way, I think it'll be a fun game to watch. I mean, they always are. I, their series, even though they're really hard fought and low scoring, <laughs> as we know, yeah, uh, I think it'll be an exciting. Thing but to see. if their their series was the most entertaining, I think so. of like the last uh, season. <laughs> Disagree with uh, Sports Next spec. <laughs> yeah, but who cares? No one cares about you. Um, it was fantastic. Um, another team that I personally am kind of excited to watch as well are the Canadians. Um, I do enjoy P.K. Subban. He's great. P.K. Subban is fantastic. I'm still annoyed that he's, like, on the cusp for Team Canada. Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's terrible. Um, I think it was Brady Brazil who was in Canada and gave a screen cap of, like, TSN who are, like, fairly close to the people who are running the show. And so it's kind of like, well, these are kind of the projected lineups. And P.K. Subban was on the outside. Why? Okay, last season's Norris Trophy winner is on the outside. Yeah, I'm, I am constantly annoyed by the lack of love that PKC Band gets sometimes. Uh, so. I wish you could see me, like, yeah, in is... anguish right now. <laughs> I can't stand the way that people talk about and treat PKC Band in this league. That's This is a whole other uh, rant for yeah. for us yeah, but anyway, in general. So, but, PKC Band. <laughs> so, Canadians. Um, I, and I love watching the rookies. Like, Brendan Gallagher is fantastic to me because he is another dude who is 100% lying about his height um, <laughs> on his stats card. <laughs> that is patently untrue. But he is, he is just, he has hustle. He's mm-hmm. like a, he laughs at people yeah. when they try to chirp him and he tries to chirp him right back. Yeah. He's just like an aggressive little, like another little Mike Richards. Yeah. I like it because he seems psychotic on the ice. Yeah. But so really great. good at it. Um, there was this piece in the, uh, on the hockey writers where they were talking about how they think he's clearly the Canadians MVP right now. Brenda Gallagher has eight goals, which leads the team, as well as second-year players, according to this article. And um, this is despite the fact that there were four games where he didn't score at all. And he also has three power play goals, which is tied for first in the league for the most amount of power play goals a player scored. Psychotic and awesome. 
Love that kid. On the ice. He's great. So I agree. Galchenyuk is great. I just like Prust as a person. Brandon Prust is awesome. And based, not entirely, but largely at this moment on the fact that there's that photo of him in that crazy fur jacket and those aviators. And the aviators. And he should look like a total douchebag, but... But honestly, I'm just like, I need to print that out and put it on my bathroom mirror (laughs) so that every day I can be as fresh to death as (laughs) Brandon Prust. (laughs) And going along with the rookie situation, or the youngins, I suppose... Um, I also still enjoy watching the Oilers, even though they continue to be not great. I guess they are on a three-game win streak, so good for them. But um, I always like watching those little ones play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's good. They're pretty good. I'm forever fond of Jordan Eberle. So I, I love Sam, Jordan. Sam Gagne. I'm, I'll be excited when he comes back. I um, love Jordan Eberle. Uh, I've weirdly watched a surprising number of Maple Leafs games this season. Obviously, I think the first one or two I watched because, in part because John Bernier is now on a team, but also because just during the playoffs, I liked watching uh, Reimer. So, like, it's obviously no secret. I love good goaltending. That's my jam. Um, So I started watching for that. And then just in general, when they play well, it's really exciting. They have some players... You know, obviously, like Phil Kessel, who can be outstanding, but they're they also have moments where they're a complete mess. So it's very interesting to watch for me. So I've watched a number of their games. And I don't even know if I have a fondness for them. <laughs> I'm just very entertained by the games themselves. So surprisingly, the Maple Leafs, a team I am excited to see play. I feel weird saying that. I also <laughs> am stoked to see the eventual rematch of Jonathan Quick and John Barrier, which apparently will happen much later than I was expecting at this point because of Quick's injury. It'll be, it'll be interesting then, I guess, to see the two ba- the, the former Kings backup <laughs> versus the current Kings backup. I yeah. hope they start Bernier when they play LA. Oh, that would be awesome. Um, so that'll be fun. See how the trade really shook out. Right, yeah. See who really won. <laughs> um, I've also been watching a few Stars games um, because, obviously, the big Tyler Sagan trade. Uh, I, I also like to see... I love a good narrative. Mm-hmm. Love a good redemption type of deal. Same. Um, so what, as a Kings fan? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, so it's it's cool. I mean, Jamie Benn has been playing amazingly. Uh, I know everyone was kind of uh, hopeful that the two of them would click, and click they have. They have a lot of chemistry. Uh, obviously, the last game where Kerry Lettinen <laughs> sat on top of his goal. Why not? <laughs> um, but Jamie Benn scored six points, mm-hmm. and... Tyler Sagan scored four goals and did not take out his dick. Yeah. <laughs> so, a uh, tr- triumph? Sorry. People of America. I, I think someone asked him about it, and oh. he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> or like, I'm no, I think I'll pass. Yeah. Like, no, this is not going to happen, which is hilarious to me. But yeah, they've been playing really well. It's good to see that he's succeeding. Like, obviously, he needed to kind of get out of... He was never going to play, like, the top line in Boston. And they he also needed... were playing him in his natural position yes. for a huge chunk of that. So. Yes, so um, it's good that he has found a place to shine and with another player, like on a line that works for him. Yeah. So that, I mean, because, I mean, Tyler Sagan's a phenomenal player. I mean, second overall pick. Yeah, so it's it's really good to see him skate so well. Um, and yeah, so I, I like watching Stars. I like watching Stars games. <laughs> I feel like it's okay to enjoy watching them a little bit more now that they are not a divisional rival and you don't have to constantly worry about them uh, demolishing the Kings because for some reason they have been a tough team for the Kings to play. I mean, not that you would be able to tell by the first game they've played against the Stars this season, which was like one of the few games where the Kings have been super great. 
and um, we were there, so yeah. it was even better. But uh, yeah, yeah, I like that as well. I think uh, I think that's all for. The, I mean, the other teams are playing well, but I don't like. I tend to watch Blackhawks games. Yeah, um, because except because. I, I'm weirdly still kind of angry. <laughs> I'm not even angry anymore, I've realized, but I do still, every time they play, unless they're playing a Pacific Division rival, I am rooting for the other team. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, and I really like the Blackhawks in <laughs> general. A great team. Um, especially, like, in the past, I, one of the first teams that I got into were, were the Blackhawks. Yeah, um, and I'm from Chicago, so, I mean, not that I grew up watching Blackhawks games, I watched basketball as a kid, but... Just based on that. I don't dislike the Blackhawks, but I do enjoy watching them lose. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of like when you're looking for a game to watch, I think those are the teams that kind of draws us in, in terms of like, hey, yeah, we'll watch this game. Mm-hmm. And then occasionally we slum it and watch a Florida Panthers game. Everything else was like between periods, and I was like, I need something in the background. I'm doing stuff, and then it was awful. <laughs> I'm sorry you did that to yourself. <laughs> it, I like was by myself watching this uh, on my computer, and I was just talking out loud to myself, just like, why? Yeah. Why am I doing this to myself, no, Diane? Explanation. You deserve better. You do. <laughs> Take back your life. And I tried to turn it off, but then they tied it up. So I was like, I have to watch. I am oh, now stuck. invested. I've watched it too much. This is no a turning sad back. Story. <laughs> Stop telling it. <laughs> How does it end? Is it sad? Yes, because the game <laughs> continued to go on. No one just stopped and said, "Like this is done." Let's All the way to a shootout anymore. Right. All the way to a shootout. Yeah. So the most game. <laughs> the most game that. Yeah, it was. It was past three too. Oh no. Because they were even. I think it was like four or five. That's disgusting. Um, so that was terrible. Why would you do that? And then the Panthers lost. Um. I'm really glad that's over. (laughs) That that chapter in your life is done. Tune in next week for me talking about another game that I hate watched. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'll tell you about how bad it was. Uh, um, All right. I think that's all we have for King stuff for this week. And and other team stuff. I I think, actually, I don't have a parting shot, but I just want to note here. I want to note this in every place possible. That last night on the Jumbotron at the Kings game, they had a true or false (laughs) (laughs) I like, didn't know where you were going with this, and I totally do now. <laughs> with Dustin Brown, and it, you know, it was one of those things where like, here are three facts, one of these is a lie. So the choices were, he was one of six children, he was born over 11 pounds, and that as a kid he was better at lacrosse than hockey. So trying to figure out which one, all of those are ridiculous. The guess from most of the arena, I think, and also from the woman who was playing, that the lie was that he was over 11 pounds. Because who is born <laughs> over 11 pounds? What kind of monster are you? What did you do to your mom? <laughs> but apparently that was true. Apparently the lie was the children, like he's one of five children, not one of six. But Dustin Brown was born over 11 pounds. He was born a toddler. That's terrifying. That's crazy. <laughs> who could probably walk and talk already? That's so creepy to think about. (laughs) The idea of him just being birthed this giant human and then just being like, sup mom, finger guns, ready to play hockey. So, yeah. Yeah, that was was horrifying to learn. Apparently, a fact. So, I would actually now like to see, like, I don't really. I don't know, like seeing baby pictures of players, whatever. But now I want to see a baby picture of this terrifyingly huge child who is now captaining the Los Angeles Kings. Everyone around us was kind of like, what? <laughs> yeah, because it's terrifying. Everyone made like, he was a, he was a, he was like a three-year-old when he was birthed. 
I'm so sorry to his mom. I hope he apologizes to her on his birthday every year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, so um, that's what I've been thinking about. Uh, that's what we were going to take away <laughs> from yesterday's game. Which is true. And uh, this week in general is that Dustin Brown was a monster baby. <laughs> follow us on Twitter. If you don't, we are at ThanksBud. We are awesome. So follow us. We are also... fantastic. Yes. You could also follow us individually. I am at Chanel Berlin. And I'm at AKA Diane Fan. And if you are not already listening to this on iTunes, you can because we are on iTunes. It's very simple for you to download. Until next week. Bye, guys. Later.